When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and the restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. This is the Pomp and Pony Podcast, powered by Bowser Chevrolet. Here's Bob Pompiani from KDKA-TV and Andrew Filipponi from 93.7 The Fan. Welcome to another Pomp and Pony Podcast. Bob Pompiani, Andrew Filipponi. We're joined by a man who knows a lot about Steeler football. That, of course, would be the longtime nose tackle, the pride of Brigham Young University. That would be Chris Hope, Hokey Bro 76. Andrew, he's become a television megastar, too, if you've not noticed. Oh, I have. He's got, I think, the goatee still there, or are you going to go clean-shaven now, Chris? You, you no, change from I'm, year to year. clean-shaven. I am. You know, at some point you start looking a little old, right? So you got to get rid of facial hair so you can steal back a few years. Oh, do you manscape? Do I manscape? Yeah, I mean, since we're on the hair topic. Yeah, I don't know what you manscape. That doesn't mean it's like a never mind. Um, anyway, let's talk about the pressing matter, which was the Steeler game last night, because, yep. you know, here it is. It's one preseason game, so I, I don't like to always get overboard with it, but I know. People do. They come to conclusions based on one game, one series, whatever. Uh, Sure, sure. To me, and this is maybe not the right way to start, but to me, the most impressive player on the night was Presley Harvin III. And I'm not going to ever underestimate the importance of a good punter with regard to field position in a game that is determined by field position. So, um, what's your big takeaway of last night, Chris? Well, listen, I I thought he was an impressive punter. I I think he's going to be an asset for the Steelers. I love the way he pinned the ball within the 10-yard line. What, a couple times? He had a nice drop. I don't know if it was just um, coincidence and just good luck that the ball bounced and, and hit, that, hit the returner in the shoulder and still was able to recover it. But he did make some, maybe had some good impact on the game last night. But what stood out to me really um, is I'm, I'm going to go with – and I know this is not the popular thing. I thought Josh Dobbs played well. Bingo, he did. I think – yeah, and I know a lot of people in the in the in the local media here are, are singing the praises of Dwayne Haskins, and but I think Josh Dobbs, in my opinion, I've been to a couple practices at a Heinz Field. I've been just following everything, um, watching the game last night. I think Josh Dobbs has played better than Mason Rudolph and Dwayne Haskins over the last two weeks of the, of, of the um, of, of training camp. So, how should that impact the decision the coaches make? on the quarterback depth chart, Chris? Well, unfortunately, it is how this thing works here, Pony, and you know how this goes. I mean, you have Mason Rudolph, who they have a lot of hope for. They they believe that he can be a franchise quarterback, and a lot of people think that they're crazy. But I don't think they feel that way anymore, do you? You really think in their I minds do. they look at him and think he's the Ben Roethlisberger heir apparent? Ugh. What, what, what makes you think they don't think that? I mean, he comes into a game last year against the Cleveland Browns, it's a must-win game for the Browns, right? Yep. We all agree? Yep. Must-win game for the Browns. He throws the ball over the field for 300-plus yards, uh, takes a, a, a desperate Browns team to the ropes. 
He has one bad pick he throws because um, the back, him or the back who stepped up, missed the blitz, pick up, and he got hit in the face. He was throwing the ball. One bad pick. Other than that, he played an impeccable game. In, in an environment like that, I mean, I don't know how you can, how you can dock him. You know, I, I still think they have high hopes for Mason Rudolph. Pony. I just don't think, Bob, you could tell me if you agree with this. I don't think they even bring in Haskins if they think Rudolph is definitely going to be the next guy. Why would you no, even create? I don't agree with that. You don't? I don't agree with that. I, I think they bring in Haskins because Mike Tomlin um, is great with guys like him who are troubled, uh, who come from, um, you know, have kind of a sketchy background in the NFL um, and or in the past. And uh, Tomlin is a guy, he's like the player whisperer, right? Um, and Tomlin's able to work with these kind of players, and I believe that Dwayne Haskins and Mike Tomlin have the same agent. They do, if I'm not mistaken. Which I think is a massive so conflict of interest, Bob. I think it's a I would favor agree. <laughs> to his agent, and I don't think that this was all about him thinking that you know that Mason wasn't the guy. I think Dwayne Haskins. Um, I mean, I have a lot. I have a lot of strong opinions on this whole quarterback position, but in my opinion. Um, when you look at all three of those guys, to this point, Josh Dobbs has played better out of the three. So, so to Pony's original point, that doesn't matter then. When it, even let's say he continues this and he's the best quarterback in the preseason, there's no way he's the backup, is he? Nah, and listen, I, and, and that's the sad thing is you're talking to a guy here, guys, who, who was undrafted free agent, right? And and no matter what you do, you're always fighting for your life, right? And you can have a you can have a first, second, third round pick who, you know, you have to show repeatedly that you can't play before they give up on you. So a guy like Mason Rudolph, who was drafted in the third round, but they thought he had a first-round a first round grade, and you have Dwayne Haskins, who was a 15th overall pick. Um, those guys are going to get the benefit of the doubt, unfortunately, over a Josh Dobbs. Um, but then the decisions they got to make, though, if we're going we're to kind of play this game and say Mason Rudolph is the number two guy, who do you go with? Do you go with Dobbs or do you go with Dwayne Haskins, who he can be, as you've seen saw over the summer, he can be a distraction. Do you want your third quarterback to be a distraction? And you know that Josh Dobbs is going to be an asset to Ben Roethlisberger. He's going to be an asset to the team and, and a model citizen. So do you want to do, do you want to keep Dwayne Haskins and let Josh Dobbs go? That's the decision they're going to have to make. Well, to your point, I think if you believe Mike Tomlin is the guy, and I, I agree with this, I think he can bring a guy in and, get to him a little bit. I, I don't think Haskins will be a problem. I understand what happened before. Uh, it happened, and it's over and done with. But You're talking about I the Instagram model that he wants the gifts and yeah, money back from? Yeah, I know. Uh, I don't know what – you fall trapped in this stuff. It gets <laughs> – you're a even young guy. Pop, even little things. Even I, little things over the summer. I mean, he got punched or he didn't get punched by – it's just being in the media for negative publicity. Yeah, but you know everything. Chris, his talent always wins out. If the guy has this kind of talent and they believe they can possibly turn him into the next – who knows? I mean, if he is, if they he's the guy, what a genius move that is to just bring him in after he was – you know, discarded by Washington, you you never had a number one pick to drive a quarterback, and you end up with him, and he turns out. So I'm I understand what they're doing there. No, I agree. I agree with your so opinion. I think he's going to. I don't know. Maybe I'm nuts doubt. here, but if, if if something happened to Ben in a game this year and went down, given the state of their offensive line, I'd rather have Dobbs in there than Rudolph. And I'm not just saying that because I'm anti Rudolph. I honestly think a guy that could move around and make plays with his legs would be a bigger asset to this team than Rudolph would. What, what what did Mason do last night that made you think that he can't play? I mean, the guy's classes. I don't know. He was in the game for I mean, a quarter and a half, and they scored zero points, Chris. But that, but also, I mean, he had no running game, 
Right, Najee was had it? seven carries for what, twenty-two yards. So is that Najee's fault? I mean, he's got all he's got great skill position oh, players out there, Chris. Is, what I'm saying is, he made great throws. Right, you see some of these throws that he made—that great throw down the field to Chase Claypool. That was a better catch. Fault, I, I, was, I like that. You're right, but I also oh. thought that there was one he missed to James Washington. That was a very big one too. I mean, I thought just generally, I thought all these guys played too conservatively, like too much, not willing to make a mistake. You know. Uh, and I don't like that. And I maybe that was the rule going into this. How about They're, the line as a factor of that too, Bob? Yeah, I mean they didn't have one starter. That was it. Yep. So Green, and he might not. Eat, well, he probably will be the starter. Yeah. So I mean, Chris. I I mean, I don't, overall, did you think it was kind of just kind of vanilla? We didn't see a lot to distinguish it, anybody from anybody else. No, I, I thought that you know I started to think when I, when I'm again we're talking about quarterbacks here. I thought that Mason stretched the field. He took shots down the field. I only saw Haskins throw the ball down the field one time. A lot of his were just check dump downs. offs, yep. little rollouts, check downs, kind of what we saw from Ben last year from inside the pocket. He was rolling out at least. Um, I thought Dobbs – the thing is you're seeing Dobbs. Dobbs rolling out and he's throwing the ball in the money. Throwing, you saw that in practice at Heinz Field. Um, and so, I, I, to me, they were playing a little safe. I thought Mason pushed the ball down the field a little more. You know, and Troy Aikman, you know, really pinned this on. I, I disagree completely on that pass to Chase Claypool. Chase Claypool just had, you know – uh, you know, alligator arms on that ball because he he, he heard footsteps. You got to go get that ball. I understand it's preseason, but that's that's a you know he's leading them. That's a great throw in my opinion, and I think what most people would say that. So I, I don't know. I think I don't think that Mason was playing safe. Um, I think it was the play calling too, though, for the other guys. Ooh, interesting. All right. Um... Well, the Najee thing is interesting to me too, because. If another Steelers running back averages three yards a carry, we're wondering why he didn't have a better game. But everyone just says, well, what what did you expect? He didn't have his line, and he's just getting his feet wet. You know? Which is why I don't think you can make these judgments on rosters after one game. Well, or but after... I'm saying, Bob, what's the point of even playing him, then, in these games? Just to get acclimated a little bit more? He doesn't have to play a lot. But, but I, he played I, a lot last night. He played I, into I the understand. second quarter. I think eight touches, was it? Um, seven, I think seven it's... Seven carries, yeah, eight touches, yeah. But, I mean, yeah. You, you're going to always risk risk situations here, whether it's health, whether it's a rookie who's going to be tired by the end of the year because it is a long year. Right. I understand all that, but I still think it's important for him to get his feet wet a little bit, even though it's not exactly I, 100%. I don't disagree with that, but I, if he's going to play, I want him out there with the people that he's going yes. to play with week one, offensive line. So you would have played him, you would have played him maybe I would in have week gotten three. him out of the game faster. Yeah. I would have gotten out, him out of the game sooner last night. I, yeah. want, I, I want Ben to play against do, Philly. What are we doing to these guys, Pony? But Pony, what are we doing to these guys? Are we treating them like babies? Or what? I mean, when I was playing the NFL and it wasn't as tough as when the guys played in the 70s and 80s, we didn't take days off. We practiced. Chris, we, we went Ben's got a brand new offense and he gets four days of practice off per week. What the hell's that all about? I mean, that's a joke. That's a joke. I remember guys like Casey Hampton. I mean, I don't even think Casey used to complain because he wouldn't get a veteran day off, right? James Ferry every once in a while get a day off. Aaron Smith never took a day well, off. Well, Chris, what's right? your take on Ben then? He's talking about how it's such a difficult offense to learn. He's got his daughter with friggin' memory cards, and then he's out there in sweatpants eating sunflower seeds during practice. And, and, and even when he's out there practicing, he's in shorts, and, and he's wearing a helmet without a, without a chin strap. I mean, I mean, I just that's me. If you want to have a mentality – and strap it up, everybody, and have everybody go. I don't remember all these veteran days off. I mean, we might have had one here or there. I never took a day off, but I wasn't a star. Um, but the, when you talk about stars, you talk about a guy like Casey Hampton never took a day off. 
Never. But I think it's also right. a product of having uh, depth issues in a salary cap league where you can't afford to have people out there. But, Bob, losing. I just can't picture but, Brady but, getting but to Tampa Bay no, and I get taking it. I understand. Off. I think Ben should play in one of these games. But I think he will play in the Lions game, maybe. That would be the one. He's at home. Though, Pomp, what? you got to develop a mentality. you got to create a mentality. you got to create a culture of physicality. I mean, if you want to be physical, you got to get out there and you've got to, you know, you remember when Coach Cower used to, like, growl when it, the weather wasn't hot, it wasn't steamy, and it wasn't humid, right? I mean, he wanted to have the most difficult uh, environment for us, and he wanted us out there, and he wanted us to grind. That's how you develop mentally tough, physical, dominant players. And you don't do it by giving guys, you know, making guys work three days a week. Your boy Belichick had the they Patriots like out in the rain the other day. Did you see that, Pop? <laughs> I did. The downpour. <laughs> Coach Bill, yeah, he's out there. Um, Chris, how about then what you're saying about how you've got to get out there mentality, you've got to establish yourself and all that. Like, what's to stop? I think Bob is alluding to this, too. If they're going to put all these bells and whistles into the Canada's offense— and Ben's not out there practicing, and he only gets a cup of coffee in the preseason. What's to keep that Claypool-Rudolph play that happened in last night's game? What's going to prevent that from happening with Claypool and Ben in week one? What, they just, they just don't call those plays? Well, the timing is going to be off. No, they'll call the plays. The timing will be off, um, and it'll take again, like we've seen the last, I, mean, I don't know how long. You'll see that the first month of the season, the, the team will be warming up. They won't come out of the blocks in a full sprint. They'll be jogging out of the blocks. Like yeah, but those games are important. Those are really important games. Because the, ba- the back end of the schedule is extremely difficult. That's my important right. because every single, it seems like recently, in recent years, the Steelers are getting in December saying, oh, I wish we would have won this game back in September. You can't, you can't do that. You've got to start off strong. I mean, yeah, now you have an extra game, but 17 games, you don't have 82 games or 81 games or 160-plus games like in baseball where you could, you could take a mulligan. You can't do that in the NFL, and you've got to come out swinging from the very snap, and um, that's bit the Steelers the last, you know, several years. All right, let's switch it over uh, real quick to the other side of the ball. You know, there's always this talk about who's going to be back up at corner, you know, lack of depth everywhere. We saw some guys make plays last night. Justin Lane even made one. Man, I loved uh, Highsmith last night. Highsmith Bob. was like a, a different level, a different level, and I love that too because I think their outside linebackers are fine. Mm-hmm. Inside linebackers, I'm not so – I want to get your take, Chris – as I digress through all of this, of Devin Bush. Because I'm not <laughs> sold on Devin Bush as what they may think he could be or is. Oh. Yeah, so I, let me tell you, I, I, I have a strong opinion about this as well. I mean, maybe I'm full of strong opinions. But I, last year, and I said this pomp on TV when we were together, <laughs> I don't believe that Devin Bush, when he would, before he got hurt, played any better than Robert Spillane was playing when he came in. I thought Spillane played better than Devin Bush. And, and so, uh, you know, he comes back now, and I watched him in practice. He's not close to where he was last year. Um, he's just a little hesitant. He's, he's thinking because he's worried about people falling on his feet. Um, I don't know. Man, that's, that's what you, you, you think he's thinking about. But he's not where he's at mentally yet. And it's going to take some time. It's going to take, you know, I would say half to three-quarters of the season before he gets comfortable out oh. there. But at the end of the day, Guys, I, you know, I have not seen that first-round talent that we're all looking for. Well, that's why I think the Vince Williams retirement is a bigger deal than maybe some are making it out to be, Chris. I don't know about you, but when you play the Browns and Ravens twice, and those are two of the best running teams at running the football in the entire NFL, and you got to win your division, that's the mantra, that's the goal. I think a guy like Vince Williams helps you immensely in that regard, and that's not well, Devin Bush's walk. calling card. 
No, plus he helps in the locker room. He, he's a he's a leader, right? And and, and he, he's a, he's a hard nosed guy. He's he inspires people. He's no nonsense. And uh, you need a guy like that in that linebacker room. Now you have who's the, who's the leader of that linebacker room now? Devin Bush, a guy that uh, puts videos on Twitter of cats getting killed. That's your leader in yeah, that in mean, that room now. That's your leader. You need you need a leader. See, when I played guys, I mean, listen, it wasn't. Oh, Bob, you're laughing. Though. That's true. That's I, what he no, did. I, I, it's I know insane. He did. But it's, it's the, ridiculous. It's the one where I, I laughed at the one where Cam Hayward had to say, "Calm your ass down." It's ridiculous, and that's what it's been yeah. taking. You know, so yeah, that's not a leader right there. No, I think Spillane it's, it's, has emerged it's, it's, more it's of that. Immaturity. It's, it's immaturity, and it, it, these guys need to you know understand that social media can be a vehicle, but also can be a, a detriment to their brand. And, and and so they've got to make, you know, this, this isn't anything, you know, groundbreaking. I mean, you talk to any of those coaches in that locker room, they'd say the same things. Um, you know what? But, you know what's right the now, best listen, thing for your brand is playing good football and becoming a really good player. <laughs> yeah, That's true. It's just like winning when you're trying to promote a Sid's sport. Sid's not on Twitter. It's about what you are as a player. That's how you brand up. Right? Sidney Crosby's not on Twitter, no. is he? I think nope. he may be on there somehow. I agree, but listen, but... It, 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 it can be for good and be for bad. And, and, and and unfortunately, um, you know, some of these guys, it's, they, they get emboldened to say things because you're sitting there and nobody's right in your face, right? And, and, and you feel like if you, you don't, you're not going to be held accountable for what you're saying because you just have a screen in front of you, and mm-hmm. it's unfortunate. Chris, the reports, you've been there, so you can say it first, you can speak firsthand to this. The defensive front is engulfing the offensive line. The Steelers' line is, O-line is just getting killed <laughs> by the defensive line. Is that true? Yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of frustrating. You know, you can't really get a feel for what the offense is going to be like because the, the offensive line, well, the line of scrimmage is being inverted at the snap. When you have Cam Hayward in there and Tyson Alu Alu and, you know, um, you know Alex Highsmith, I mean, that, and that line of scrimmage is going backwards. And, off, and uh, the offensive line just is not creating any whole space for, for Najee Harris or the other guys to run. Um, and so it, you can look at it two ways. Pony. Yep. One way is it's tough because it's hard to evaluate, um, really, because these guys are going against some of the best in the NFL. Mm-hmm. But then on the other hand, you can look and say they're going to get better because they're going against some, against some of the best in the NFL. So I'm not sure how the coaches look at it, but I can tell you right now, to your point, that the offensive line is getting dominated at Heinz Field in this training camp. That's not good news, but I expected it to be a slow start. Which is why I think we're we're talking about playing these guys a lot more as this preseason goes on. They have to get in there and just do it. Do you it. think if Tomlin went to Ben and said, I want you to get out there against Philadelphia for one series on Thursday? He'll do it. You think so? Yes. You think Tomlin would do that, or do you think Ben would be receptive to it? I think Ben would be receptive uh, to it. Okay. I yeah, I, and I would think, Bob, I, with a caveat, if, if there's guys healthy, I mean, I don't know if you put them out there with the offensive line they had last night. No, I, I agree I, with that. What? If you don't have the right guys, I, I don't think you should. To your point, Andrew, no, about Najee Harris, it doesn't yeah. make sense. But I, but yeah. I do think yeah, he they, needs they, some time. He does. I agree. I agree. It's timing. You need time. You need to get the timing down, right? And it, and it's just um, it's uh, rapport with the players and communication and understanding Ben's cadence and all of those things. You just need. I mean, in sports, you need reps. Very few guys can just go out there on game day and line up and play without practice or without reps. And um, the guys on the team right now aren't those guys. Yeah. Well, he's also got to get used to Canada sending in plays, doesn't he? I mean, isn't that something that that's never happened before for him in a real game? It's always been Feekner, Haley, Wisenhunt. I mean, plus Canada's got to get used to Ben. 
they can simulate that in, in, in Heinz Field as well at practice, right? They can put the helmet in there and they can they can do things like that. So they can simulate that, but you can't you can't simulate the speed of the game. You right. can't simulate the the communication in real time when you got when you got a linebacker yelling at you and he's and, he, and he's he's sugaring or he's uh, faking the blitz in the a gap and you don't know if he's coming or not and you don't know what the offensive line and you don't know where you're gonna get punched. You can't simulate that at real time speed. Well, we'll see. we got three more of these games to go. Chris Oak is going to be alongside all season long after the games where we take calls. Oh, boy. The oh, calls part are just... It's funny sometimes. It is. People come to amazing overreactions on every single play. Yeah, but that's what we love about it, It's isn't overreaction it? Sunday. Yeah, we do. And Chris is I, good about I, it. I love it. Hey, Pony, you know what my favorite thing ever was? What's that? A, few, a couple years back, a couple years back, I've never seen Pump stumped. I've never seen Pump like, uh, turn bright red and not know what to say. Somebody came on the show and said, "Hey, Pop, I think your I think your daughter's good looking." <laughs> and Pop about died. Uh, it, didn't know what didn't say that. Said hot, and that hot thing got me hot because you know I'm still a dad first. I may be a guy, but I'm a dad. Oh, and that, when, I, when, I, when it's your own, and someone but it's a said, compliment. Bob. It's a compliment, but he must have been 80 years old. It sounded like, and I'm thinking he's a creeper. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I never seen. I never seen Pop get so flustered and red and didn't know what he always knows what to say. In this moment, he was just dumbfounded. All right, who's who's BYU open up with? They play Utah week one, Chris. They get right into no, it or no? We, we got we got we got Arizona. We got Arizona oh. uh, in Vegas uh, where the Raiders play week one, September four. Then we play the uh, the Utes, Utah Utes, September eleventh. And then how about this? Week three at home, we play the Arizona State Sun Devils. We got it. We got a tough first uh, few weeks of the season. Real quick, I want to ask you about this conference realignment because it's going to happen again. Where do you think BYU should end up or will end they're up? They're not in a conference, right? No, well, yeah, we're, we're in the yeah, but they're going to have to be in a conference, aren't they? You think? Pac twelve. Yeah, I, I would love to. See I think the Pac twelve is going to bring in all those teams. Oh wow! Yeah, I don't think the Pac twelve will, will bring in BYU though. I think BYU is going to have to go down to the Big Twelve just because it's it's um the Big Twelve won't uh, won't even be what anywhere close to being the kind of conference you want in. I don't think. I, I, know, I don't think I, it's going to exist. I, I, I don't know the will. I don't know the will though. But I think um, BYU right now. I saw. I read a study the other day that BYU has after OU and after te- Texas. My, my what I read in this article was that BYU draws bigger crowds in football and basketball than any other Big Twelve. Um, um, yeah, but you team. can't drink at the game. My God! Oh, here so, we go. Yeah, Bob. You can't so do that. Here, what are you going to do, Chris? What good is it? Oh, so here, 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 here it is. Here it is. You have to drink to have fun in life. That's, that's the story. <laughs> well, can you get life. any caffeine at the games, Chris? Yeah, you can. They sell caffeine on campus now. Okay. They changed that a couple years ago. Okay. So, but you know what? Here's the thing, guys. Is, is I think BYU would be a great a great asset to whatever. Um, um, I agree. Uh, conference they went into. I think the Pac-12 because of some kind. You know, listen. BYU is owned by. Um, our church, the church, the Church of yep. Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and there are some principles and some beliefs that 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 don't align with California's beliefs, and so I think that's mm, going to make things difficult. Huh. Yeah, that, it, it, it's a political thing, and it's a it's a it's a cultural thing um, that uh, the, the the beliefs of our faith um, don't align with some of those um, far far left liberal um, uh, ways of thinking, and so I don't know if BYU ever get into the Pac-12. That's why I say the Big 12 would be the place for BYU to go, where it's the South. Yeah. yeah, interesting. Hey, Chris, you're the best. You know that. I mean that. It's great to catch up I with you again, buddy. It, I look forward to spending uh, more Sunday well. afternoons with Chris Hoak defending my daughter. Can't wait, brother. See you, Chris. Thanks, yeah, Chris. Right. Always. See you guys. <laughs> See Have you a good day. 
You've been listening to the Pomp and Pony Podcast, powered by Bowser Chevrolet. Join us each week for another Pomp and Pony Podcast. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.